do the intro. Go ahead and do the intro. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Grappling Review. This is one of your co-hosts, Danny, and I'm joined by the handsome, intelligent, always merciful, Gabriel Marte. Say hi, Gabe. You're just looking. You're just looking for reasons for me not to fire you off this podcast. It is episode nine. It is episode nine. Merciful. I said merciful. Did I say merciful? I mentioned merciful, right? I'm. You're not at my mercy. You're at the public's mercy. So our fans. <clears throat> All right. Here's the proper intro, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Grappling Review. I'm Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Danny. And we are going to be talking about the uh, who's number one event that's uh, that's coming on Saturday. It's a really big event. There's a lot of huge names on the event. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a super dope event if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck finding who's fighting. I mean, you can find pictures of who's fighting. But yeah, in terms I don't know of what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's like I can't find, I can no longer find the who's number one uh, Instagram page. I don't know if it's been closed. And obviously, who's number one is an, a fight to win style event that's put on by Flow Grappling. So, for those of you guys that may not be aware, fight to win and who's number one, two completely separate uh, events. Um, who's number one is put on by Flow Grappling themselves. It's part of like their who's number one podcast. And those services however they use seth daniels uh you know basically his stage all their people and all that stuff i don't know how exactly that's gonna work i don't know if like because i don't think a fight to win doesn't have an event this weekend usually there's a fight to win on a friday night then who's number one the following day at the exact same venue with the same staff and and everything right mm. uh however there's no fight to win this weekend. I know that there's going to be fight to win in Philly, so I'm assuming they're on their way over here. So it'll be interesting to see if they if they if they're going to be putting it on completely independently as their own show oh, with their own okay. staff and their own you know stage lights production the whole nine. I'd like to see that. I mean, you would um, think they'd have to. That yeah, that's assuming that's that's assuming that ass. Seth Daniels. Yeah, that's assuming Seth Daniels and the fight to win crew is already on their way to Philly. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, some of the notable names that are going to be competing or some of the, the main the main attractions of the event. Uh, we have Nicky Ryan going against someone that I do not know. Uh, who's who's the guy's name again? Danny? Uh, Danny? Second. See, and this is why I'm going to fire oh, you. I'm pulling up right now. You're supposed yeah. to have okay. this information. Okay. Tony, Ramos. Tony Ramos. Tony Ramos. Tony Ramos. I sent it to you. You sent me the picture. Nicky Ryan will be fighting Tony Ramos. Thank God right. that his name was on there because <clears throat> if it was the original poster where it's just pictures of them, we would not have known who that guy was. Sorry about that. Right. So that's kind of <laughs> what I'm getting to. I can't seem to find the actual bracket anywhere. Um, you know, I don't have like the event details, the brackets. I don't have... I just have pictures and individual posts on flow grappling and, 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 and we know that it's October 2nd. And we know that it's October 2nd. So being this close to the uh, event, um, you would think that there's a little bit more information regarding uh, the event. Um, 
another event, Freakazoid, is going to be fighting uh, Paolo Miao. So Giovanni Martinez, representing 10 Planets, going to be fighting Paolo Miao. Uh, Gabby Garcia is going to be fighting Elizabeth Clay. Uh, Craig Jones and Roberto Jimenez. And, of course, the main event is going to be Gordon Ryan versus Mateus Denise. Now, dun, dun, dun. we're going to talk... We're going to talk about a little bit about every single match that's going to happen this weekend, our predictions, how I feel like it's going to go, how Danny and his limited expertise is going to think it's going to go, uh, and, you know, go from there. So initial thoughts when you see this event, Danny, what, what like, I mean, to me, this is, that's you know, big, just this I mean, match, uh, these matches are, it's a pretty big event. Of course, there's going to be a lot more matches in the undercard, uh, but we're going to be focusing on, on the main uh, events, these um, six matches, right? One, two, three, four. Oh, five matches. Sorry. So we're going to be focusing I mean, like on these said, five uh, matches. But, yeah. With my limited knowledge, I still recognized all the names. So they got to be pretty big. Oh, good for you. You're getting better. Yeah. You're getting, getting better at this. Getting there. Getting there. <laughs> so uh, but it's, without I further ado, beginning to yeah, end, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a stacked ass card. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Nikki Ryan against... Tony Ramos. I keep wanting to say Tony Robbins. Or Ramos. Tony, Tony Robbins. What if Nikki Robin Nikki Ryan fought? See Nikki Robbins. I I've got a word. So Sorry, that was again. So from the picture, I don't I don't have much information on Tony <laughs> Ryan Robbins. Tony, oh my god. Tony Ramos. Uh, but Nicky Ryan looks like a wrestler. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He's in a singlet. The other thing too is that let's not forget that the Who's Number One event is essentially a the same thing as Fight to Win. It's going to be judged on, if I'm not mistaken, from previous fight uh Who's Number Ones. It's going to be judged under the same criteria as uh Fight to Win, I believe, where uh it's sub only. Subs are weighted against you know, highest against anything else, any other criteria as far as passing, sweeping, control, and the whole nine. So it's it's uh sub attacks are gonna be the primary focus of the matches. And given that, I feel like this might be a no brainer for Nikki Ryan. You know, Nikki Ryan's been like a little bit active, uh, a little bit here and there, but he's really been focusing on his uh his his physique. Over the, the yeah, he's, he's gotten he's gotten dude, dude is ripped. He's big. Yeah, he's big. He's 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 definitely putting on weight and strength. Um, aside from like that regular training that they're doing at the blue basement. Right. Um. So with all that in combination, I don't see him going out there trying to wrestle, uh, Tony. I I mean I expect them to try to do their patented kind of style of wrestling. That ends up with a back take, front headlock stuff, right. um, potentially leg entanglements. But I think this is going to be kind of an easy win for Nicky Ryan, which is probably why we got Tony Ramos in there. This is like kind of like a little bit of a layup to get Nicky Ryan back in on the scene, in, on the spotlight. Yeah, on the scene. Yeah, and you put him on you put him on the same card as his brother. Like you know, you yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of expected. It's you know, yeah. Um, do you see anything, anything that might surprise you? Anything that you, that you think might happen in that match? I mean, unless, I mean, he's, I'm sure Nikki Ryan's expecting Tony to wrestle. So, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do you think 
Tony Tony's uh strategy is going to be knowing who Nikki Ryan is, uh, knowing that you probably don't have the the edge in the submission game. What do you think his strategy is going to be? I mean, at that like at that point, you kind of got to go towards your strength. So I think maybe he's going to try to wrestle him or put him in a position where he doesn't pull guard right away. Maybe he'll shoot for something real quick. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to shoot, right? Because, like, if he's going to be, I, I think he's going to kind of play a little bit of, like, that wrestling stall game. Because if he shoots and brings it to the ground, he's bringing it to where he's weakest, right? That's right. kind of like, yeah. that's kind of the thing when it comes to wrestling versus jujitsu. If you're a wrestler and your your goal is to, like, bring him to the ground and try to control him on the ground, that's where a grappler wants to be, especially someone like Nicky Ryan and, and the guys right. from DDS that focus on neutralizing wrestling and have their own, you know, expertise in wrestling as well. Mm. So, so I don't know. I feel like he's going to probably Stone. try to like, you know, kind of like clinch him up, but try to keep it standing, maybe try to like go for, you know, shots and bring him to the ground and stand right back up um, right. and try to maybe eke out a, you know, kind of a stalling, but, aggressive attacking you know nature or stance or strategy i don't know i mean it, I, it, think it, I think it would be for difficult for Tony. <laughs> i doubt that exactly. i mean unless he does it like in like the last 10 <laughs> seconds right you know, I, I, stall, I feel like all for the entire match and then put a put an ankle lock on nikki ryan and then win <laughs> yeah he might need that ele- I, he, I think he needs the element of surprise like i you know unless he's got something up his sleeve that no one knows about or nikki isn't expecting you know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I you know. never know. You, we, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So the next match, um, Gio Martinez against Paulo Miao, Tenth uh, Planet versus formerly Unity. Right. So Paulo isn't part of Unity. I believe this is this is Paulo's first event since leaving Unity. So it's going to be interesting oh, to really? see. Okay. You know. I mean, I don't think that he's going to change the way that he, you know, right. competes and trains and all that stuff. He's basically Gumby with knees uh, going against someone that's literally Gumby with his grappling. Um, so this will be kind of interesting matchup. We know we're going to get some interesting looking rash guards in this one, at least from one of them. Yeah, that's possibly. I'm just kidding. How do you um, think it's going to go? Uh, that's the question that we all Honest, I, I mean, honestly, I think there's got a, I think Miao's got a chip on his shoulder a little bit because, you know, this, like you said, this is his first fight outside of his previous team. So I think mm-hmm. he might be trying to show off that, oh, he's still the same Miao. Well, you know, one thing is, um, I don't, I don't really recall seeing Paulo go against a lot of 10th planet guys. Uh, and in a sub only event, this would be kind of interesting because if, if uh geo is going to be attacking subs over and over again, I don't think that he's going to be able to finish Paulo. There's no question about right. that. I, you know, Paulo will let his leg get completely obliterated before he taps to anything. Right. Um, but which is why he walks said, the way that he does. Right. Absolutely. But that being said, you know, um, geo, Geo might actually have the advantage in the match, you know, 
I think Geo has the advantage just on the his ability to to try to attack submissions. Um, I think uh, Paolo might have susceptibility to allowing his legs to be attacked simply because he's comfortable there, and that that's gonna kind of like put him at a disadvantage in the sub only right. Because in, right? in this event, it's about the the sub attempts and stuff. So yeah, he might not actually sub him, but he will probably he might have more sub attempts. Yeah, I mean, I think if Paulo, um, I, I think if Paulo can can focus on, he has really aggressive passing, really really strong passing, and Gio isn't the best at guard retention, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think if Paulo can pass and control him, he can start attacking like the back, which he's really good at, and he starts attacking the back and more trapping. And, and and controlling Geo from there, I think that that would be the strategy. That's what I would expect to see from Paulo, as opposed to him trying to go like, you know, foot for foot, you know, um, just because I, you know, with the 10th planet combinations of leg attacks, again, I don't expect them to, I don't expect them to come anywhere near tapping Paulo, uh, but I do expect them to be able to win the leg entanglement game as far as mm-hmm. submission attacks and control if they end up going to a leg entanglement. So right. I'm expecting to see Paolo pass, control, and set up back attacks and go from there. I think that's going to be the, the key for him. So um, so you don't, you do don't you think concur? Do you agree? Uh, leg entanglement game is as strong as Geo's? Not when not it comes to like going for leg I mean, locks. I, I think that, like I think that. I think that I think that I think that Paulo has really good leg entanglements, um, or, or better retention of it at least. Like he won't tap to something crazy. Well, yeah, he won't tap to anything crazy. He's worked obviously with uh, Eddie Cummings, who's who's been part of uh, Unity for some time before Paulo left Unity. So he has like mm-hmm. he he's and and then of course like Juni is one of his main training partners. Or right. you know, former training partners, not exactly sure what their situation and relationship is uh, at the moment. But um, you know, Julian being well versed with leg attacks, I I think that like Paulo has seen his fair share of leg attacks, despite right. the fact that like he's not going to tap to anything really. My question is, who's going to be the winner in the exchanges if they go into leg entanglements, right? Because the, the idea is that like if if you throw a leg entanglement on me, I also have access to your feet um 10th planet being like almost i don't want to say exclusively focused on that but it's a high right. priority especially geo's game um i think that there's a high probability that geo may eke out the win on just sub attacks that's right, why so i don't think that Apollo, but yeah but that Apollo wins Apollo, will it be will it be from a sub I don't, it depends. I, I think, so that's what I'm saying. I think that like Gio's only chance of winning, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is if Paolo makes the mistake of trying to go legs for legs, right? I okay. think that this is Paolo's match to lose. I think right. if Paolo focuses on his his passing, which I think he will 100% be able to pass Gio's guard, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, control and, and sub attacks from top and, and front and back, I think that Paulo has a relatively easy path to victory as long as he doesn't fall into like the leg lock trap. If he goes into the leg lock trap and decides that, hey, you know, I want to I want to tap out this guy. I think that Paulo probably has a stronger ability to tap his opponent. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, however, Geo, I think, maybe has a little bit more experience with the leg entanglements in a way where he can kind of freeze Paulo up a little bit while attacking the leg locks. So that's the way I see it. I think I'm, I'm right. going to give this match to Paulo uh, just because I think that Paulo is just a smarter fighter. Right. So, and I think that he's probably going to win via submission, probably from a, oh, okay. a, you know arm lock or rear naked choke. So, all right. So, next match: uh, Elizabeth Clay and Gabby Garcia. Now, this is like a really interesting match. Um, interesting to me simply because <clears throat> Elizabeth Clay, who has been on a tear. Uh, She's the one that call out, called out Gabby Garcia. And oh. there's been a lot of flack online from, mm-hmm. you know, people that are are haters of Gabby Garcia saying, oh, my God, why is Gabby fighting Elizabeth? Right. And and saying things like, you know, you know, Gabby needs to be fighting people like her own size and this, that, and the other. Gabby didn't call for this fight. Elizabeth called for this fight, first of all. And second oh, of all. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then second of all, you you can't get mad at the fact that, like, Gabby Garcia is who Gabby Garcia is. You know what I mean? But, but then no, you also, no you also, you also just said it. It's like Gabby Garcia haters. Like if she would have taken the fight, it would. If she took the fight, people were like, "Oh, why are you fighting her?" If she hadn't taken the fight, it would have been like, "Oh, like, why don't you want to fight her?" You know yeah. I mean? So it's like, exactly. It's, it's just lose. You know, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where like you know the the ugly side of social media, which you know tends to to rear its ugly head more often than not. Um, right. You know, came out and and I think that it's really really. Uh, hurtful to the community, hurtful to, to, to women in jiu-jitsu specifically. Um, right. Which we spoke about in the last that. podcast. Yeah, yeah, like we how did. How important it is, like exposure is, and then then we have exposure, and this is how you treat it. Like, you criticize. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, we, we want to give more exposure to, to women in jiu-jitsu, and then, like, when we when we have your reigning four-time ADCC champion, multiple-time IBJJF, you know, you know, champion and, and Gabby Garcia, everything is is all like negative and stuff. And it's like, come on, man. Um, that being said, this is also another really interesting match because I don't know. I don't I don't think that Gabby Garcia is going to be as dominant as a lot of people might expect her to be simply because Elizabeth Clay is super strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she is. um. And she's also super well versed in her leg attacks, right? Like her main game is heel hooking, and she's right. been like destroying heels for some time. She's she she's a recent. I don't even know if she got her black belt. Did she get her black belt? I think she might still be a brown belt, actually, that which is crazy. I don't remember, you know. But um, but yeah, that's that's that's. I think Elizabeth Clay has a technical advantage on Gabby Garcia. However, Gabby Garcia has Clay the experience. is advantage. a brown belt. She's still Elizabeth a brown Clay belt. Look is at a that. brown belt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, she's definitely a black belt. She's been tapping out black belts left and right and convincingly. Um, but uh, I, I still want to give this match to Gabby Garcia simply based on the fact of experience. Gabby Garcia has way too much experience in on the big stages of the world in all the world championships that she's done right uh in all the matches that she's mentioned you know 
yeah, the you know all that stuff, and I, and and it won't. It's going to be a bit of a. I would say it's going to be a bit of a boring match. I think Gabby Garcia is probably going to just try to do what she did with Kendall reusing, which is, you know, manhandle, control, wrestle, not necessarily go to the ground to take away, you know, um, Clay's chances at being able to submit her, knowing right. that, knowing that Gabby can impose her will from from top from standing mm-hmm. and stuff. So. Um, I expect it to be a little bit of a boring match, to be honest with you. As 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 awesome as I think the match could go, if they were both game, like Elizabeth Clay is super game, um, and and Gabby Garcia is always game, but Gabby Garcia isn't going to is I don't think that she's going to be super aggressive to right. in, in that traditional sense of trying to tap out Elizabeth Clay, just because there's a lot to lose for for Gabby Garcia here. You know, to lose to a brown belt after all the accolades that we just mentioned is is, is right. going to be a little bit tough on her reputation. So I see Gabby Garcia, you know, clinching up, controlling, maybe going for takedowns always on the edge of the stage. I expect there to be total ring outs in this match. Right. Um, of course. But yeah, I think Gabby Garcia is just going to end up, you know, winning a little bit of a stale, not stalemating match, but a little bit more of a unaggressive or. I mean, does that, you still think she's going to still be controlling most of that fight? Yeah. If it goes to yeah. the ground, I do think that Elizabeth Clay is going to win. If it goes to the ground, I think that Elizabeth Clay can, has the leg strength to be able to, to, to lift and control Gabby or off balance mm-hmm. her enough to be able to get into a leg entanglement. And the moment right. that she does get into a leg entanglement, I think that Gabby's going to be a little bit out of, out of, out of her, her element. You know, she's going to be out of her element. So I don't think that she's fought someone that can, that has Elizabeth Clay's, uh, you know, Repertoire. strength and technical advantages with the leg lock. Right. So, if it does go to the ground, I expect Clay to be able to get into the leg game and then tap her out via heel hook. Um, I doubt it will be like a toe hold or anything like that. It's just going to be combinations of heels, in my view. So, I mean, I, I just, um, you're right. Like you said, it has potential to actually be exciting if that does happen. But uh, I, I mean, I feel like if, if she called her out, she's got to have some sort of game plan, something ace up her sleeve that makes her believe that she can she can definitely take her out you know it's not like a small name to call out there either yeah exactly so um yeah that's that's the other thing too i mean like you know she's you know i think that like it's one of those things where like she's she's had a game plan you know a strong game plan for her career not just for jiu-jitsu right like she she has like you know she won nogi world at, at brown um, has won a lot of uh, sub only matches um, in you know against high profile people, and um, you know she's being smart about it. She's trying to like strike while the iron's hot, and right now her name is hot. So, yep. so yeah. Um. All right. So the next match. So this Ecuador, is one puta. Oh my god, this guy. Sorry. <laughs> so. Um, we have, we have Roberto Jimenez, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, Mr. Marvelous, the kid against Craig Jones, which is going to be super exciting match because, because both of these guys 
they obviously they care about winning more than anything, but they care about putting on a show first and yep. foremost. So I think this is going to be fight of the night for me. I think this is going to be the most exciting match of the night. Um, and I honestly don't necessarily know how to call this one because they each each of their strong suits is their opponent's weak link. Does that make sense? So it's just, yeah. So it's just going to be an exciting. Right. Ooh. So Roberto Jimenez's Ooh. strong, his, 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 his strongest game is attacking the back and finishing from the back, which yeah. has seemed to be Craig Jones's weakness, right? He just, he's, he's lost to Mason Fowler twice mm-hmm. uh, from, I believe from the, uh, the, the back. The first time it was a little bit of a controversial finish where there was a grunt and they called that a verbal tap. They did the rematch, and I believe Mason Fowler won again. I think it was overtime, like kind of overtime rules where Mason mm-hmm. Fowler started from the back and finished him from the back. So it seems to be Craig Jones's weakness. However, right. Roberto Jimenez's um, his his weakness is the leg lock game, and and in 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 the recent uh, third coast grappling where I think it was against Victor Hugo, right? I think it was Victor Hugo, right? Where he lost to Victor Hugo via toehold, it was either I'm pretty sure it was Victor Hugo, not 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 a uh, Felipe Andrew, um, but um, but yeah, he lost the toehold and he's you know lost to the leg locks, you know, a couple times. And I know that he's working on his leg entanglement game, but this is that's his weakest point, and that happens to be Craig Jones's strongest point. So really, really interested in how this match is gonna go. So it's going to be a race to see whoever can reach the other person's weakness. Right, exactly. Um, I, I obviously, I don't know. I don't know if Roberto's going to pull guard. I doubt it. I think that like it wouldn't be the smartest thing for him to pull guard on Craig Jones just because Craig can, you know, start entering into leg locks there. However, it wouldn't be the worst strategy for him to pull guard, and then as Craig is coming in, you know, set up a back take. He does that often. You know, from the uh, right. from the guard pull from the bottom, he'll set up like mm-hmm. single leg attacks that end up on the back. Um, it was against so Victor I don't Hugo, know, by the yeah. way. He lost to Victor Hugo uh, by toehold. Yeah. To right. So so I don't know if Roberto's going to pull guard or not. And I don't know if Craig Jones is going to pull guard or not. He, 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 I think that like generally Craig will want to pull guard. Um, right. I would assume that like the most likely scenario is that Craig pulls guard so that he can work his leg entanglement while at the same time protecting his back. I think that would be the smartest case because wrestling-wise, a lot of Roberto's back takes come from wrestling scrambles, attacking the single leg right. body locks and going from there. Uh, and while I know that Craig has uh, decent wrestling skills, he, he, he hit a beautiful uh, Haragosh on, um, I think it was Dante Leon, not too long ago. It was absolutely amazing. Ended up in side control. Um, while while Craig has good wrestling, I think it'd be a, a risk for him to allow Roberto to go into his wrestling attack. So right. if Craig pulls guard, I think that that's where we'll see Craig have the advantage um, because Roberto will most likely want to be working on his, his passing game from top as opposed to being a double guard pull situation. So right. I'm. So you think he'll try to about this, for a pass. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm analyzing this, I would say Craig pulls guard. Roberto's on top. Roberto's trying to. It's going to be trying to work his his body lock passing game, which will end up to the back. Whereas 
Craig will be obviously working his 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 traditional DDS leg lock game. That's where I see this match happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, past that, I do not know which of the two is going to be successful. Um, I think that if it goes later in the round where the body's a little bit sweatier, I think that Roberto will have the advantage on right. on doing you know working on some body lock passes to to the back. So. But it's a super slight advantage, so it's really hard for me to even make a prediction on this match. To be honest with you, do you have any any thoughts, any predictions? Like, how do you expect? I mean, obviously, Roberto Jimenez back take. Danny, you got to take your bias out. You can't just be biased. Come on. No, this, I would have believed this whether he did or not. As I made that prediction last time too, and we were both right. Yeah, but it's a little bit different, right? Because we both made that prediction. This is a little bit different because it's against Craig Jones. How does he get to the back? see tell me how you think he gets to the back successfully and that's where i'm gonna say (laughs) you're right or you're wrong i mean again i think he has to turn he has to turn it into a scramble um you're right there's not going to be no double guard pull because He's putting himself as a, in a, a double guard pull situation. He puts himself in the leg lock. Right. He puts it, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, his passing is in itself very, very. Like explosive. Yeah, so I it's think, good. I mean, like I like I like I know that his passing style is, is for this match is probably going to be body lock passing, which means he's going to be playing a little bit low on Craig Jones, Craig Jones trying to like get around his uh, lasso guard retention and recoveries and, and making sure mm-hmm. he keeps his legs as far away from Craig Jones as possible right. um, to get into body lock. Uh, and I think that would be his, his real only path to, to victory via the back take to take the back um, secondary strategy, maybe like, you know, work the passing routine until he can get kind of like North South uh, pass. And then from North South, maybe Kamara attack to the back um but with craig jones's long legs and his inversion skills i would assume that if he went north south craig will be able to you know get his hooks in on around in the back and burn you know kind of recalibrate and 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 actually look for some leg lock entry so i i again i think i think that it would be this might end up even being a stalemate match right where like roberto's attacking the pass but won't let craig uh, and on leg locks and and Craig, you know, he's going to be on the ground defending the back attack um, while he's working his leg locks. I think that it will be an exciting match, but it might they might end up kind of neutralizing each other just with their strategies unless they start taking like some serious risks. Right. So a secondary game plan, I think, for Craig Jones is like if he sees that he can't get in, I think maybe Craig stands up and starts working some front headlock stuff. Um mm-hmm. You know, and, and maybe some leg entanglements from standing. That I think would be like a second, like a plan B for Craig Jones. So I, I guess like I'm leaning more towards Jones in this one, but like you know, by a by a centimeter, really. You know, but like I think if, that like if this can go does, both does, ways. If he does go for the headlocks, doesn't that leave potential for it to turn into a, a scramble, a wrestling scramble? So the thing is that Donner has a a very 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 um comprehensive front headlock uh system and -hmm. when i say front headlock it's it's that it's it's craig will be attacking the front headlock to snap him down create the uh, opportunities to be able to take the back or even get into leg entanglements and stuff 
um, there's a specific system that that they've you know developed for the for the front headlock, and I think that that is where if he's able to get to the front headlock, I think um, Roberto could create a scramble from there. But right. they but at DDS they 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 prepare for the plan. scramble options, yeah. right? So right. that's kind of where again it's like 50 50 it's like i don't know who's gonna win to be honest with you so this is gonna be a probably the fight of the night in my opinion so um yeah i'm i'm going to i'm gonna say this is really a toss-up with a very very slight leaning towards craig jones and i know that you're going for roberto um so you know we'll 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 put it out like that so roberto don't get mad at me don't He's get mad at use me. His power. Yeah, I have full faith Ecuador in you. I have full faith in you. I, 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 as a fan, I'm rooting for you. Um, I just think that Roberto, if you're listening, just you know, watch out for those leg entanglements. That's all I'm saying. So, Roberto, then, I'm going full on for you. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to have journalistic integrity here and be honest, as honest as I possibly can. Unlike some biased, you know, co-hosts. Let me write Bro, that down. Ecuador. I'm, He's going to use the powers of I'm going to put that on the consulate. I'm going to put that on your consulate. <laughs> too, too biased, too biased to be a co-host. But only, right, so, only towards other Ecuadorians. So, <laughs> so now we have like our main event. The main event being Gordon main Ryan versus Matthias Denise. And so this is also a really interesting main event because there's a little bit of drama behind this as well, right? So there's been a long-standing, although it has simmered down, a long-standing rivalry between Marcelo Garcia's camp and Mar- and and Henzo Gracie's camp. Not because there's any issues between Marcelo and Henzo. I think they're really good friends. I think they are, you know, totally cool with each other and all that. But some years ago, when Dylan Dennis and Man- and Manchacero was still part of uh, Marcelo Garcia, and this is like maybe the first year that Gordon Ryan and D- and, and DDS were first coming up. Um, there was a lot of, you know, back and forth between the the Marcelo Garcia Dream Team and the Donaher Death Squad. Actually, this is around the time basically that that the Donaher Death Squad was was um, was coined. You know, and right. we saw some matches early on, like Munchie went against uh Munchie also, you know, that's Manchicara. He's known as Munch. Um, he went against Eddie Cummings a couple times, I think. Um we saw Dylan Dennis go against uh, a couple of guys a couple times and 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 of course, um there's always kind of been like, you know, like issues that have happened at certain events. Uh, I think specifically with Gordon Ryan and Dylan Dennis, which is why there's still that long-standing feud between them on social media to this day. <laughs> it's entertaining, <laughs> and to this day, <laughs> to this day, uh, I can't help I can't help myself. Whenever I say to this day, I gotta think of Deontay Wilder. <laughs> so there's been like kind of like a long-standing feud or rivalry. I want to say rivalry. Right, because the feud is between Gordon Ryan and Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis not being part of, um, part of uh, MG, and actually one of the main reasons why him and Munch aren't part of MG is it stems from that feud. Right, there was one specific instance I think at an ADCC trial mm-hmm. where 
there was a um a scuffle i don't think a full-on fight but a scuffle between dylan dennis and gordon ryan at the end of a uh, match that involved um oliver taza um i don't think that he i don't remember who he was competing i don't know if he was competing against someone from mg but regardless there was an an off the mat scuffle and that 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 was instigated by dylan dennis if i'm not mistaken um mm-hmm. and since then there's been a lot of social media stuff going on and marcelo garcia being the kind of person that he is he doesn't like negative attention he doesn't like negativity in his academy he's known universally as one of the kindest people in jujitsu um and uh that didn't suit his style so you know going back to to that scenario um he publicly suspended munch and uh dylan dennis which that led to them deciding to leave and joining unity um since then since then there hasn't been a lot of you know, mention or activity or anything like that between Henzo and uh, the MG guys until now. Now we have Gordon Ryan and Mateus Denise. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. This is the first time they ever face each other. Uh, they're both ADCC champions in their respective weight classes. Mm-hmm. Um, So this is going to be really, really interesting for all these different levels, right? Like the rivalry. um. They've never faced each other, and the fact that uh, both ADCC champions. So, how do you expect this match to go? I don't know if you've ever followed Mateus Denise or or know how he, you know, what his typical strategy is like and stuff. But given what you know, which for our listeners is once again slightly limited information, um, what? How do you like as a fan of jujitsu, professional jujitsu matches? What do you expect and how do you expect this match to go? Uh so actually I I did have one question first and it's I, I think it's a factor that okay. might add like Gordon Gordon hasn't sure. competed in a little while, right? Mm, sort of. When, I, I mean when's I mean, the last like, time Gordon's his, when's the last time? his last competition I think was the exhibition? I know the last time he was supposed to fight it got canceled. CG. Right. Right. The one he was supposed to fight Ronaldo Jr. And then that got right. canceled because he got, got canceled. Right. Yeah. You know, also Craig Jones. Actually, yeah, Craig Jones was supposed to fight on that. And he got COVID also. So right. um, I guess is th- I guess this is their return from COVID. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't think that that's gonna be too big of an issue just because Gordon Ryan is, you know, he he's never stopped training. I think he didn't right. stop training even through COVID. So um but yeah, so I don't think that's gonna be too big of a too big of a factor, to be honest with you. I mean, I, so, I guess here I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to go with the hot hand, which is is Gordon. He when's the last time we've seen him lose, really, like a legitimate, like oh he got he got beat type. Uh, I mean, really, it's only gonna be like the 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 name that he doesn't want to hear, Felipe Pena's. Felipe right. Pena is the only person that's beat him. It's the only it's the, it's the last time that he's looked poor in grappling, right. and that was now, I guess, three years ago. Yeah, but three also this ago. this is his. So, this is like we talk about, you know, before Gabby Garcia that being was, out of her was, element. That was three years ago. What was that? Like before we were talking before, like Gabby Garcia being out of her element. This is this is Gordon Ryan's element. Like this is what he does. Yeah, yeah, like this is his strength. Like. This is what he trains for. 
So I think with that, and I'd have to give him the advantage. So, Mateus is a very smart grappler. Most of his, I don't want to say most of his wins, but if you look at his ADCC performance, his ADCC performance was the tactical uh, grappler, right? Where he more or less wrestles, keeps it standing, and, you know, kind of like has some aggressive passing attempts, but more more or less to kind of look like he's, you know, being aggressive until, you know, trying to like persuade the judges and, and show that he's being aggressive and attacking. I, I think that he's going to probably go with that same game plan, kind of similar to what I was, you know, referring to um, with with uh, Gabby Garcia and Elizabeth Clay. The thing mm-hmm. is, they're, every every single strategy has its weakness. Um, every single, you know, attack has its weak point as well. And with the leg lock game on someone that's going to pull guard right away and go into leg locks, the, 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 I guess the appropriate strategy is to more or less stall and look for opportunities to, to take advantage of, of mistakes. The reason for that, for those guys that, that, that may, um, may not agree with me, and this is just my opinion is the reason leg locks are so strong from the guard po- from the seated position specifically and almost from every single situation where you're in a neutral state is because when you're approaching your opponent the first thing you come in contact with is their feet your opponent's feet that is why it's it's so dangerous right so like if you're a master of the leg locks leg locks being the most dangerous um uh submissions the ones that are going to be the most detrimental to your to your physical being well being <laughs> right like those are the ones like if you pop an arm break you know dislocate a shoulder you can still walk and you can still move around and stuff like that you you know mess up an ankle real bad you mess up your knee real bad you're basically out of commission for quite some time of course you'll be out of commission with a broken arm from training but it's not necessarily detrimental to your daily life right you break a foot you tear an acl you tear any of these ligaments and you're going to be bedridden or on a wheelchair or, you know, for, for some time, you're going to need surgery right away in order to be able to get you mobile again. That's the kind of like the inherent danger of leg locks. So. And so aside from the fact that, like, they're super dangerous, they're also the very first line of defense for for Gordon Ryan, as well as his strongest attack. So the simult- it's simultaneously his strongest attack as well as his strongest defense because it's his first line right. of defense. It's literally the front line of his grappling, right? So from Denise's point of view, what he has to do is kind of obviously try to avoid the leg entanglements. And the only way to really avoid it is to try to like keep away, manage that space between his feet and, 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 and Gordon's feet, and then look for like circling and stuff. But the thing is that Gordon Ryan isn't going to make that mistake, right? He's not going to make the mistake of allowing right. himself to, like, you know, allow uh, Mateus to to have any pass attempts. So this is, I think, going to be a very, like, a very similar match to a Cyborg and Gordon Ryan match where I don't see Mateus, like, really, truly engaging um, mm-hmm. and Gordon not making any mistakes, right? Because one thing is that Mateus is very, very strong at at body lock, body lock stuff and and... And um, I think his strong suit would probably be 
front the front headlock stuff. Um, right. So I don't see Gordon Ryan necessarily like yeah, working to stand up that. with uh, the knees. Right. But that being said, Gordon is much bigger than than Mateus, so it's possible that like Gordon well, will, that will start there to like. Well, Gordon might start from standing, for that bully. yeah, or or like stay standing. I think that like the strategy for Gordon might be to like work uh, from standing and and work wizard control into. Uh, into taking Mateus down. So this way Mateus is forced to play on the ground with uh, the leg lock stuff. And then mm-hmm. maybe Gordon focuses on uh, leg lock entries, using them to pass and then attacking the back. So I, I, I think that Gordon's probably going to approach this match very much how he approached Lucas Barbosa at ADCC. And if that's the case, he's going to take Mateus's back and then finish. However, yeah. If Mateus plays that stall game, I think Gordon is still going to win because he will be the aggressor, but it will be a boring match. So this has the potential of being a one-sided, um, convincing victory from Gordon mm-hmm. Ryan or a boring um, victory from Gordon Ryan based on you know aggressive and submission hunting. So that's where I see this match going. Let's hope for that first one. <laughs> I think so. Is there anything that like you expect that let or or that you want to see out of this match? I mean, obviously, do you want to see Gordon Ryan win? Do you want to see someone you know kind of dethrone Gordon Ryan? Um, you know, do you? I mean, like po- po- politics aside, um, I do respect Gordon Ryan's game a lot. Um, he's one of like the bigger names that I started following when I first started jujitsu. And, you know, with work ethic and all of that, like, you know, it's, it's, I respect that aspect of it. And I'll be honest, I, I kind of, I, I like trash talkers. I do. So I'm, I'm never really, the WWE spectacle is, 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 (laughs) there's a reason why WWE is still around. It's literally just because of. The trash. I grew up watching the Attitude Era, like Stone Cold, The Rock, yeah, like, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that type of stuff. Is, I, I feel, root, feel root, I've all root for the bad guy type stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, so, so you're rooting for Gordon Ryan. I'm rooting for a good fight. I don't like to say that I'm rooting for Gordon <laughs> no, you gotta Ryan. Make a pick. You got to make a pick. You got to make a pick. Uh, my my pick is I think Gordon Ryan's gonna win. Right. I won't be mad By at submission. It. By submission, yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna take the back. I think he's gonna take the back, finish okay. him, rear naked or something from the back. Yeah, I think that. I think that he isn't gonna be really worried about Mateus's uh takedown game. So he's probably gonna start from standing, work front headlock stuff, try to get him to the ground into some leg lock stuff and pass. Yeah, I I, I agree yeah. with that. So I think that Gordon Ryan's most definitely gonna win this match. Um, the only thing that I would say that would be that I think Mateus could win is if he does kind of stall it and then like in the last minute or so, which he's very used to doing in the last minute or so really starts getting aggressive and possibly on a scramble gets a guard pass. Right. Because right. one thing is that one, one thing that Marcelo Garcia is that, that they're specialists on is butterfly guard, but not just from mm-hmm. the bottom, but also from the top. And essentially what you're doing with Gordon Ryan is, is you're, if Gordon Ryan's on the floor, you're essentially attacking someone's, you know, butterfly guard. And I think that like Mateus, if anyone is going to have the highest chance or highest probability of being able to pass Gordon Ryan's butterfly guard. Um, so that's where I see that there is a, maybe a 15, 20% chance that Mateus 
passes and then wins. Um, just that, but that's one of those like wild card things where it's like it, it's got to go. Right I don't. Now. I don't think that is super likely. I think that there's a possibility of it, but I don't think that is super likely. So that's that's essentially our picks, right? Um, I think it's for me. It's going to be Nikki Nikki Ryan, Paula Miao, Gabby Garcia. I have a toss-up between Roberto Jimenez and Craig Jones, although I have like a very, 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 very small advantage for Craig Jones. And then I think that it's going to be a relatively easy Gordon Ryan victory against Denise. So what about you? Uh, Same except Roberto Jimenez. I got him. Okay. Via back take. Regardless, I think every single one of these matches are going to be really good. I think that uh, the only one that has like a potential to be slightly boring is going to be the uh, Gabby Garcia and Elizabeth Clay match just because of the inherent strategy and Gabby Garcia having to protect her legacy against someone that's a a very much an up-and-comer, not in the black belt division, and extremely dangerous with her legs. Uh, aside from that, I mean, it's, I a, it's, it's a win-win for her. Much. Honestly, like she's got. I she think it's a win-win. Yeah. Well, that's true. Like, but I think this is just a win-win for the fans. Really, I think more yeah. so than anything. To be honest with you, so uh, this fight happens on Friday. So weigh-ins are tomorrow, and it's going to be this Friday night on October second. Um, let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you think that our predictions are way off. Um, and yeah. Let's see what happens on Friday. Who's number it one? It should be a fun event. Yeah. That's going to do it for us, guys. Um, we will catch you guys later. Next week, we'll uh, we'll we'll try to revisit this, kind of do like a little bit of a post modem, see which one of us was right, which is most likely going to be me, um, and which one of us was terribly wrong. It's also going to be the 10th episode. So <laughs> in that episode, we're going to, you know, kind of reevaluate Danny's performance and so far. And see if uh, we want to keep him on. I'm dead serious remember, about this. Im- improvement is a big factor in this. Like, so you can revisit episode one, and then we can just move forward. And you know, ninety percent <laughs> of the grade here. We can, we can, we we can figure that out. Anyway, that's a that's it for us. If you guys like the podcast, I assume that you guys did because you you were able to, you know, bear with us for the entire episode. Please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, repost us, tell all your friends, let people know that we exist. And uh, it's the easiest and best way to support us so that we can keep bringing you content without subscribers, without the subscribers that we do have. Thank you guys so much for, you know, following us and, and listening into our interviews, um, our recaps, our reviews. Uh, we've had so much more, so much support. Um, it's and, been in our recent episodes and stuff. Been a, yeah. So thank you guys so much for the support, but keep it coming. Keep telling people about us. Let's keep growing this thing. And uh, I look forward to bringing you guys more content. Just force us upon other people. Like my mom does to all her coworkers. Be like, hey, listen to my son talk about stuff that you know. Is that where we're getting all our downloads? Yeah. Hmm. My mom's cool. uh, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not as proud now. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Anyway, I'll check you guys later. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out, guys.